the Master Tavern Keeper's History of the Old World. approached by the actual flagship of the zombie pirate fleet then. Yeah, yeah, they most certainly were. By the gods, I've never heard the like. I could not say if that was an honor or a curse though. Yeah, yeah, well, I have my own opinion on that, but uh, suffice to say, it was a singular experience for sure. One that has uh, had dire consequences for my family since, but, uh, at the time, it was the only decision that my grandpapa could have reasonably made. I shall come back to this uh, later, though. So. Sowieso, so, now that the fog bank had disappeared, my grandpapa could clearly see the flagship as it grew closer and closer. The boat still had large, tattered black sails, but my grandpapa could not say whether they were still used to propel the ship forwards, or if they were mere remnants of its former life. The two mainmasts, those closest to the prow of the vessel, were crowned by a Gothic architrave that joined each to the other. About this, bats flew hither and thither, diving into darting through the ship's rigging in a flurry of activity. This frenetic movement was in stark contrast to the deck zombies who stood limply below, unmoving apart from when a random muscle spasm caused a zombie to twitch involuntarily. At the prow of the boat stood an imposing man in black baloch armour. Large spikes jutted out from his back, creating a diabolical halo that framed the man's head with the uh, semblance of cursed legality. The oncoming boat suddenly weighed anchor and came to a halt a short distance from the Pinto Larga, just at the edge of the light being given off by the ship's lanterns. But it was now close enough for the two crews to see each other properly, and a shiver of fear ran through the sailors of the Tylean boat. My grandpapa could now finally make out the features of the opposing captain in detail. His grey hair was long and lank, and his skin was like dried-out parchment. Upon his right eye he wore a black eye patch, but uh, his left eye was still intact and almost seemed to glow red preternaturally in the uh, lantern light. He had a peculiar countenance, at once impenetrable and unknowing, like the masks they wear at parties over in Lemas, but at the same time revealing. For it was not a perfect projection of control. Rather, it was a cracked and fissured version of it, giving telling glimpses behind the facade. Yet, in truth, there was nothing useful to see there. Instead, it only revealed 
the law festering madness of the blighted soul within. Besides the captain standing guard, were a small number of tall warriors who too were bedecked in mottled armor. The helm of each was wrought in the visage of a skull, framed by a pair of chiropteran wings, but within their deep, dark eye sockets, they too had eyes that glowed red. Each warrior had a large blade sheathed at their waists, but bore their large, vertically-kissed shields in poised stillness. Their stillness differed from that of the brainless deck zombies, though. These knights of the ocean's depths were no mere automatons, completely devoid of a will of their own. Rather, to my grandpapa, he felt as if they were beasts that were holding all of their ravenous rage and thirst for blood in check with an iron will and an unbowed sense of honor and duty. My grandpapa did not fancy their chances if they were boarded by these warriors in particular and unconsciously raised the musket he was holding to his chest. Suddenly, the undead captain called out to my grandpapa. You fought well, dear heart, but this fight is over. You may as well lay down your arms. They can't hurt us. I respect your defiance, truth be told, but defiance must always be smacked down hard, dear. And those that do not heed the songs of my sirens. And with this, he gestured to a shoal of ethereal, ghostly lath maidens that were circling the hull of the boat, their faces hidden by blood-stained cloths. We'll dance instead to the melody of death, Shriek. I'm afraid that your starter is done. I now serve ye, ear-bleeding terror for a main course, and squealing salty death for dessert. Bon appetit, dogs of Tilia. And at this proclamation, a huge beast loomed up behind the captain from the stern of the boat. It was all bone and gristle, but in many respects it resembled a gigantic bat. Its undead eyes glowed green with eldritch power, and it began to clamber towards the Tylean boat. My grandpapa raised his musket and was about to give the order for both his men and the cannons below decks to shoot, when suddenly a strained but strangely arresting voice called out Mon Capitan and a diminutive man in a ragged robe appeared beside the pirate his sallow features still clinging to life in contrast to everything else aboard the pirate boat his eyes were bound in tight rags but he did not move as the blind do although 
he did lean heavily on a tall, gnarled staff, topped by a green, glowing gem. Perhaps a chunk of that uh, vorpstone stuff the uh, Master Tavern Keeper was telling us about earlier. Well, now that would not surprise me. Mon Capitain, Mon Capitain, please stop. This one, this one. It is he who awakened the beast from its slumber. What are you saying, Holaloi? This worm-midden piece of man-flesh awakened Amana. This, this mere man. And at the question, the blind man pointed directly at my grandpapa and nodded. He is marked by it. The winds of magic called forth have left the residue upon him. It was he that opened the entrance to the underground realm and called Amana forth from its ancient sleep. Be wary, be wary, but be bold. Generosity pays for itself twofold when investing in new ventures. Get out of my sight. I need only an insight, not your counsel. The man immediately bowed and retreated out of view. The pirate captain then waved an arm towards the undead bat-beast, and this also disappeared back into the shadows. The pirate then once more addressed my grandpapa, but uh, this time in an altogether more inviting tone. Parley! Parley! I invoke parley. Stay your cannons and heed my words, dear heart. I spoke hastily. Tit for tat, tit for tat. Let us begin again. I believe an introduction is in order. Who might you be? My grandpapa gave a uh, short introduction to himself, but uh, tried not to give away uh, too much. So a northerner from the Sea of Claws, leading a bunch of seamen from Tildia. Curious, dear And a wielder of magics. Curious and curious. Well, tit for tat, tit for tat. My turn. From a dark place I came, and to a darker place I travel. But on this night, I come bearing a gift for ye, my dear. A gift ye'd be wise to accept, and it'll cost you no more than a story to entertain me. But Frederick Lowen of Nordland, first allow me to introduce myself properly. They call me Harkon, Luther Harkon of L- Ah, I almost remembered it then. Ah, 
can't recall. At the words of the pilot captain, realization hit my grandpapa like a hammer to the face, and a shiver of ice ran through my grandpapa's spine, for he knew that he had invited doom upon them all. Then he called forth the beast that saved them from the Kraken so many months ago. And now the price must be paid.